The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus withdrew toward the sea with his disciples. A large number of people followed him from Galilee and from Judea, hearing what he was doing. A large number of people came to him also from Jerusalem, from Idumea, from beyond the Jordan, and from the neighborhood of Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, so they would not crush him. He had cured many. As a result, those who had diseases were pressing upon him to touch him. And whenever unclean spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. He warned them sternly not to make him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Uh, our messages today are about envy. Uh, our first reading, uh, it's a little easier to see uh, because we can see the jealousy, it says that, for, uh, between Saul and David. Uh, but it really is envy. And if we look at the definition from the Catechism on envy, it says, envy is a capital sin. It refers to the sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to acquire them for oneself, even unjustly. When it wishes grave harm to a neighbor, it is mortal sin. Well, we clearly see that with David. He's thinking about killing. Saul is thinking about killing David. Uh, in our first reading, envy's a little harder to see. Mark wants us to look a little closer. Uh, the word he uses for crush uh, is a word that really is used in the making of wine, pressing to get the juice out. People are really coming because they want what is the good they're not really after Jesus. And of course, this comes after yesterday, our reading where it's clear that the Pharisees and the leaders want to kill Jesus. Now, it even goes a little further. Um, from where the people are coming, from Idioma, uh, that land is from the descendants of Esau. And if you remember the story of the twins, Jacob and Esau. Uh, Esau really came out first. He was born first. He, was, he had the birthright. But Jacob tricked him, tricked Isaac, into getting the birthright. So you can see the envy that is so much prevalent in what Mark is trying to tell us. And Mark will go even further with envy being the heart of what people are trying to, uh, what's causing them to get at Jesus. Um, on Palm Sunday, uh, when we sit out in the crowd and we say, crucify him, Mark tells us that Pilate says, for he knew that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. It really is out of envy that all of these things are happening. 
Now, we in our society have really watered down envy. Uh, boutiques, uh, there's computers named envy. Um, there's health drinks. We even have things that are good for us that are called envy. We've really watered down what it means to be envious. And it's, it's a capital sin. I started thinking, what's the opposite of envy? So if we think about the vice of envy and we're looking for a virtue to offset that, um, the words we come up with are fraternal charity or brotherly love. Even those terms have been really kind of watered down and it's not really clear, okay, what, what's the definition of that? I mean, we can conceptually think about it. But, so I, I was on a quest. What is, what's the opposite of envy? A word. It seems like if envy is really such a horrible thing in our culture, we, we would have the opposite. It would be clear to us. There'd be a single word and we would rally around it. Well, I had to go to overseas. Uh, and of course, I like Hebrew, but, uh, and this isn't necessarily a Hebrew word, but it is a prevalent word in the Jewish culture in Israel. It's called firgun. Firgun. The definition for one word, it is the ability to view the success or accomplishments of others with unselfish, empathetic goodwill. Virgun is stepping aside and making room for someone else. When we engage in Virgun, we hope for the best for someone without ulterior motives. We are happy for someone else's happiness. And it was said that this Virgun is an antidote to envy. Virgun, that's what we're really searching for. That, that perception of being happy for someone else without ulterior motives. We get that in our families, but it's a little harder when it's for our neighbor and especially for our enemies. And so why do we do this? Well, Jesus asked us to. He asked us to love our neighbor. And I think the amazing thing is that really when we think about envy, really what is it, what's at the heart of that? We're critical of God's plan for our own life. We think, well, God, you couldn't want that for me. I, I should need this, so I'm envious. God has a plan. When we, when we have envy, we've really taken God out of the equation. We're critical of God's plan for our own life. And so we leave today with hopefully a spirit of fear gone, the ultimate happiness for others without ulterior motives. Trusting in God's good.